when I, when I begin, it is as if I, I, I leave the body, as one usually does when one channels. And then what occurs is that I go to a very, very small space where, where all the light is, as you have explained. So where there's, there's only light and that is where they dwell. And I have a little space there where I go. So the, the conscious me, the, if you wish to call it the scientific me, goes there. And it is a little room with glass all around. So I can see what's happening here, but I can't hear anything at all. It's the three-dimensional entity, if you wish, that is the, the conscious mind, if you will, and you have the soul. It is a balancing act constantly between what the three-dimension wants, so the body, the conscious mind, the scientific mind, if you will, and the soul, so the deeper soul. And this is part of the great challenge that is earth. And as we have seen, and all of you who are presently here on earth have discovered and experienced over and over, it is quite a challenge indeed. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? If you feel like that's what you want to do. Welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. As always, such a blessing to be with you all today. And it's another blessing. We are going to hang out with the Archangels today with Robert Henry and Rini Vanarad. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Corin. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Corin. Thank you for having us. <laughs> You're most welcome. I saw you on the gorgeous Alba Weinman's show. Obviously, that was about oh, about a year ago now. Was that about a year ago where you went to New Zealand to meet Alba? Is that a year yeah, ago? It was actually September 2019, and that is when we received your email. So yeah, it's a while back. It is a while back. It is. And I you had traveled from South Africa. You're still in South Africa now, aren't you? Yes, we are still, but we are on our way to Hawaii. I know we have said that before. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, things happen, and but we are on our way, and with the COVID and everything. So, yes, but um, everything is going very well. The great delayer. I've been listening yep. to Robert all day today because I forgot. I usually wake up in the morning here in Australia and do shows because I do a lot of shows in the States. And because you're in South Africa, I forgot that we had booked it in the afternoon. So I had the day to listen to Robert. I also got some other work in. <laughs> but I've been listen, <laughs> listening away to Robert. You've got quite a few uh, videos up now on your YouTube channel, which is fabulous. You've been working really hard with this, with the Archangels. We're going to get into your story. Let me just read a little bit about the two of you. Obviously, well, maybe not obvious to people, but uh, mother and son team happening here. 
Ask Angelics is the name of your uh, movement and YouTube channel and I don't know what you want to call it, business, I suppose. Robert Henry worked as a full-time accountant, obtaining his degree in financial accounting science in 2016. It was during a session with the Archangels in early 2019. So you obviously went to see another healer, did you, who channels the Archangels? Uh, no, no. No? I started with QHHT and they oh. just came forward. Okay, yes. so the session was with you. It was with you, Rini. Right. Uh, yes, I actually was a hypnotherapist and he was my first subject. Okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> I will tell you all about it later. <laughs> so it was during the session in 2019 that you were informed not to continue as in your accounting profession and that you will channel the archangels to assist in the ascension of humanity. Synchronistically, in June of that year, Robert's firm uh, was working, uh, he, the work, firm he was working at as a, an accountant unexpectedly had financial difficulties, resulting in Robert quitting his job and taking up his new role as a channeler for the archangels. He was also an organist in a church for many years, but after the awakening, he left religion and devoted his time to full-time channeling. And Rini Vanarad, Vanarad, just say it with the right accent, qualified, you're a qualified teacher who taught science and biography back in the 80s, 1986. And in 87, you married. Six years later, Robert came along. And a few years later, little sister. What's your what's your sister called? What's your daughter called? Jess. Jess came along to complete the family. You took up martial arts. Children took up martial arts in 2012 and founded uh, classes called Cheeky Moves, teaching rape escape and self-defense and karate to women and children throughout South Africa. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That'll keep you fit. <laughs> joined me so uh, three of us we um we did the karate thing so yes. and your awakening came rapidly during november 2018 so it was quite recently really uh, the next year you qualified as a qhht practitioner doing past life regressions obviously and as you said your first client was your son and he comes the and here comes the archangels after 50 years of organized religion you and your two children left the church, devoting your lives to the ascension and awakening of humanity. What church were you involved in? What was the church? Um, you know what, Corin? I don't think I want to tell uh, people this because I, I just want to say on this note that we really do not judge anyone. And that's why, you know, I think I will not say because I, I don't want them to feel that I, I'm judging them because it's actually not uh, that we are judging. So it's just because of the awakening. And you must remember that in the church, they don't believe in reincarnation. No, no. And the day I found out, I can still remember it was November 2018. I cried for a whole week. Because of the, you know, when I was five years old, we joined the church. And for the next 50 years, I devoted my life to the church with my yeah. husband. Yeah. So saying that, 
when I found out there is such a thing as reincarnation, it was such a shock to me. And I cried about 50 years of not knowing. And I cried about the wonder of what I found. So from there on, you know, it just escalated. 50 years of not remembering. <laughs> I think you knew, but you just had forgotten. It's, it's just the reminders, isn't it? When you find this information, just like Robert's information coming through for the archangels, when your soul hears it, it just remembers and you just start crying. I, I did that reading many spiritual books. I, start, I started to cry with this relief, just a relief that I, had my, I, I knew this stuff. Like I just, I knew this stuff, but yet it was not taught in church or school or anywhere else, yeah. Mm. And I think the other thing is, Corin, you know, once you start the awakening process, you also start losing friends and family members who do not share your view now. And it's just because they do not understand. And as much as maybe we are judged, we do not judge anyone because we really know that it's a soul choice. It's just a choice that people make. So the awakening process is very painful. And I think everybody can speak for themselves there. But to us, it was, to me, it was very painful because 50 years of being in an organized religion, you don't just um, walk away from it. You know, there are so many people involved that you loved all these years mm -hmm. and your beliefs and suddenly, but there's a lighter side to it. To be awakened is absolutely the most wonderful thing that can happen to you. Well, what actually sparked the awakening process? What happened to, to change your mind? Okay, that's a very big question because... <laughs> um, it just found me. <laughs> and that's the, that's the truth. I didn't go looking for it because I, in the first place, didn't know what to go and look for. Mm -hmm. So it just found me, you know, people like Dolores Cannon was a huge, um, I can say, awakening factor in my life. Alba Weinman, um, Greg Braden, mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza, Neil Donald Walsh, Walsh mm -hmm. Hans Hallam. So, and once I started looking at these things, I just couldn't stop. Mm. I just couldn't stop. And I, I have to tell you, Robert, um, the day I found out and I believed in reincarnation, I told him, I said, Robert, do you know there is such a thing as reincarnation? He said to me, no, um, no, there isn't. So, <laughs> It, it was the first argument that we that we had, and the last, <laughs> because that evening of that day, in the in the dream state, in the resting state, so when you're asleep, I dreamt about little snippets, if you if you call it all little snippets of my life, and I woke up that the next morning and I said, "I'm so sorry," <laughs> I said, and and that was it. Uh, yeah. And also, it was, when I was within religion, it was as if I had 
reached a a roof over my head and I was bumping my head against the roof and in the sense of there must be something more because this this can't be all there is oh my god you are just reiterating I had the beautiful Michael Tamora in my online group on Monday a couple of days ago and uh, about a year ago he alluded to levels of soul uh, growth and soul evolution and anyway, a year back, I got him on the show or in my online group. And I said, can you expand on that? You sort of, and he was talking about different, um, he used a clock face and he said, people in organized religion are usually in the second level of soul evolutionary growth. And first level people are usually more agnostic or atheists in that there is only the body and there is only what you can see. And there's nothing beyond the five senses. But then, uh, you know, when you reach another evolutionary journey, and he was saying that many of those people say, and the words that you're saying, Robert, are verbatim. <laughs> surely there's more. There, surely there's more. <laughs> so what he was saying, so interesting. So it's almost like you've been on this really accelerated journey because it's only been a couple of years. Uh, absolutely accelerated. And so you're a lot younger. How old are you, Robert, now? Well, today, I would still be 27, yes. <laughs> today? I'll be 28. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's a lot easier for your mind to wrap your head around, I think, these concepts than it is like for Rini who had been, you know, as you said, 50 years inside a specific ideology. Did, did you find it easier to sort of slide into the, the new way of being? I must admit, no, I was very, very stubborn. I had to have very, very substantial proof before I, when I believe in something, I believe in it and I put everything into it. So, but when it happened, it just took one day and I said, that's it. As I explained with the dream and everything that, that I experienced with the, with the uh, past lives and so on, that I, that I had experienced in the dream state. It was an absolute instantaneous turnaround and, right. and I've never looked. Right. Wow, wow. And so, and so really you started studying as a QHHT practitioner. Did you do that online or how did you do that in South Africa? Yes, you know, um, I think I'm really like a bulldog. Uh-huh. If Right, I just don't lose, you know, I just don't um, let go. And so in February the next year, it was February 2019, mm-hmm. um, I enrolled and from South Africa online, I, I um, did the, the online course of Dolores Cannon. So I just couldn't wait until I got the green light to start you know, practicing. Mm-hmm. And Robert was just very close by. And I said, come, Robert, you are my first subject. And he wasn't right. I think he, he trusted me so much. <laughs> and um, so you were okay so, with that, Robert. You're like, yeah, yeah. Do that, Mom. Or you're like, you're not like, no, Mom, I don't want to be your guinea pig. <laughs> no, I was, I was uh, once. Uh, we we got over the reincarnation bit. It was like, oh, this sounds like fun, and <laughs> off we went. Yes. So. Yeah. 
So he was a somnambulist from the start, you know, I mean, he was like a pro. He went into the state immediately. And, and then I got over my fright and we saw, well, this is fun. So um, we had a few sessions uh, where I took him into a past life. His back was cured. I couldn't believe because I actually heard the noises, you know, when they corrected his spine. Wow. And I said, are you doing it now? They said, yes, you know. Wow. So I was speaking to the higher self. And I've got it on camera. I've got wow. it on camera. That was it for me. And um, very soon after that, Robert said to me, let's play a little. And I said, yes, I want to know more about Anastasia and the Ram, uh, uh, um, Ramanov family. Yes. And he said, I want to know more about um, the um, Library of Alexandria. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> so um, I took him, um, put him in the state and suddenly I saw that he's not a human being in this past life. And I couldn't figure it out at first because he said, why well, I've got paws. Then he, he was actually the cat that lived in the palace of the, um, of the family. And the cat spoke, he spoke with a Russian accent. Yes, which sometimes happens because when you are in, in the state, the when you connect with the being in that lifetime what actually happens is the the original language of that time is being translated to english so at, not always but at times you have an accent or yes. uh, some linguistical phenomenon that, that occurs because the translate the translation yeah. occurs even is even spoke a few russian words Mm -hmm. And so I don't know any he, he can't speak Russian. So we got the whole story. Very yeah. interesting. And then the, the next thing is we connected with um, someone in the Library of Alexandria. I couldn't get that soul's name. So you, you will know, you, you will see what happens now. Um, he said to me, just call me Raz. I said, oh, Raz, that's fantastic. How many scrolls are there in the library? Because I am, I am really someone that loves knowledge. You know, I will read and stuff like that. And I said to Robert afterwards, you know what? I spoke to Raz and he can tell me anything in that library about anything. And just before the session ended, I said to Raz, um, can I connect to you again and, and, and we can continue? He said, yes, yes, don't worry. I will be here all the time. You can connect. So, Corin, the next day, I went into a bookshop, okay? And there was a book just jumping out. And it was a book about the archangels. And I promise you, in the religion where I was a member of, we, they never never spoke about archangels, okay? It's the first book I bought about archangels. So I took the book, 
I go to a coffee shop and I started reading. I turned the page and there was Archangel Razahel. And I just knew, I just knew it. I went home immediately and I said to Robert, come now, now, now. We're going to have a session because I think I spoke to Archangel Razahel. So <laughs> I did not, I did not have any say in the matter whatsoever. She said, right now. <laughs> so I just couldn't wait. And yes. So Archangel Razahel stepped forward. He said to me, Yes, you spoke with me. And this is going to be your mission. You're not going to be a QHHG practitioner. You're not going to work as a higher self. Um, this is what is going to happen. Robert has been given the gift of channeling any one of the archangels, anyone. And uh, in the video of Alba, I think you saw that the first video, they explained why Robert has been given this gift. So, and from there on, you know, um, we, uh, we actually um, lied in the bed while I, while I was doing the session. And then he said to me, they said to, uh, Mom, they said to me, I must sit upright. It's, it's easier. So that's why Robert is in a chair today. <laughs> it's not like all the others, you know, lying down and stuff like that. And it just took off from the current. They explained to us exactly what our mission is and how things will be. Yeah. Something I'd like to add is that when you are doing healing, so when you're going into a past life regression for the purpose of being healed, we still do it in the fashion of that you lie down so that you can heal. However, when then you explore perhaps, or such as we had, where you are not necessarily connecting with beings or with the higher self to heal the body, but you wish to explore history and what happened, and you wish to connect with different beings, then yes, you, in my case at least, I can do so in, in, a, in a sitting position. But one is not more suited than any other. It is just a personal preference. Yeah. Make this clear. <clears throat> yeah. Do, do you find, Robert, that after, because it's been, I suppose, just over a year that you've been doing this, that you have access all the time now? It's, it's been an evolutionary process for your connection? Because I know that you're a trance channel in that your personality doesn't remember what's being said when you're in hypnosis, like when you're in the trance state. Do you find that you just have access all the time? They're just chatting to you all the time? Uh, yes, yes, I, I do have connection, but not in terms of that I, that I always hear them all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel them mm -hmm. around me in terms of their energy, so I connect with their energy fields, and also I, I have many physical sensations in the mm -hmm. body if they're trying to get attention, for example. Mm -hmm. So that I know right, very well. They're telling, trying to tell me this, or I need to pay attention to something in particular. So yes. Yeah. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And when you were exploring in your QHHT uh, hypnotherapy sessions with Robert, did, did you go back into many of Robert's past lives or just that one as the cat? No, we, we uh, well, he wasn't a cat. He actually connected to that. Just connected energy. to the cat. But we did uh, a few past lives. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we did. So you did see a few of your past lives. Oh, okay. Were, were they yours or were they just lives that you connected with? Uh, no, they were all all my own, Yeah, uh, except the exploration lives, as we said, the cat yeah. and, and also in the library. Those were not lives as such. Those were, as such, they were just entities, beings that you were talking to through time and space. Yeah. Ah, beautiful. I was having a bit of a chat to the angels about you and they were telling me stuff about you. Do you want me to tell you what they said? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's not information that you can't garner yourself. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, you cannot gossip with them, okay? You're not allowed to <laughs> I was asking about, I, had, I actually had a girlfriend pop over uh, anyway, and she's from South Africa, synchronistically enough. And um, I, I said to her, she's also a healer, I said to her, I want you just to tune into these two. I didn't say who you were, what you did, that I was talking to you today. I just wanted to her to tap into her intuition and just say, tell me what you get. And before I even put you on the television, she said, I'm getting it's the real deal, very authentic, very authentic. Oh. And this is before <laughs> she even saw oh. you or anything, like she was just getting it straight away. And I said, yeah, you know, that's what I got too when I saw you on Alba's show. As soon as I saw you, I got this. This is this is the real deal, you know, because yeah. You know what? I can tell you this. Um, when Archangel Razahel stepped forward, okay, the first few sessions with him, I was really afraid because I felt that huge energy, and I didn't say a word. I promise you. And out of the blue, he said to me, "You need not be afraid of me." Right. And from that day, you know, onwards, um, I can talk to the angels, the archangels, without any fear. Mm -hmm. And they make it very clear that all of us, we are equals. That we're equal, yes. Yes, yeah, I absolutely. mean, not us as people think they are, you know. Well, 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 interestingly enough, right, what they said, I had a bit of an aha about the angels uh, recently watching another show, Aaron Abke talk, young man I've had on the show, he's coming back on the show, beautiful young man, um, that we all come from the same source. We're all just a spin-off of the central, you know, the central source. Uh, and then from that we uh, we create different experiences and the angels are classically a spin-off of that same light that don't incarnate and have evolutionary lives as a soul does in creating karma and then lessons and they stay they stay you know um, rooted in that that light awareness that awareness but then there are some that come in to assist into the physical form and this is what they said about you Robert they said you're part of the angelic realm and that you have come in specifically to assist in the ascension as you've said in you know the ascension of humanity and 
and that you designed your DNA specifically so that you could do what you do and that it's not exactly like everybody else's DNA. Uh, there are certain attributes that you have that are sort of different to other humans. And something that my friend Lynn said too, she said straight away, no ego. There's no ego there. So you're not bumping up against ego like many of us do, uh, which gets in the way of our evolutionary process and our connection to uh, source energy. There is, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't have a strong mind, as you've just said, <laughs> you know, a skeptical mind, but a skeptical mind or a scientific mind is not necessarily ego. That's not the same thing. Ego is a different thing. So it was really interesting. So I was chatting to them about you and they were telling me all about you. And I'm like, wow. Wow, wow, that's fascinating. How does that land with you, Robert? Oh, uh, I am, I'm very, very honored that you have taken the time and space to, the energy to retrieve all this information. And I am very, very privileged. Oh. And I thank you. But does it feel all, like truth or? Pardon? No? And all of those who assisted you as well. Oh, right. Does it feel like something that is your truth or not? No, it, it, is, it is absolutely true. Yes, I, I, have no, uh, I have nothing to add or anything to add at all. No. Mm, beautiful. So it just amazes me how many amazing beings there are on the planet right now and uh, I had a friend into our inner sanctum at the beginning of the year I thought I'd start the year with the angels and she was talking about how because many people say the angelic realm do not incarnate into earth lives and and classically that is true unless they come for a specific purpose and uh, she said there are actually at this time on earth there are many incarnated angels and we're talking to one right now <laughs> which is beautiful I think it's beautiful so what Panda. sorry you know a robert can maybe um explain how he feels when the archangels come in yeah. that will be interesting it's also on our blog on our website so briefly robert can just maybe tell you exactly how it feels when he's channeling yeah love to hear that very well so when I, when I begin, it is as if I, I, I leave the body, as one usually does when one channels. And then what occurs is that I go to a very, very small space where, where all the light is, as you have explained. So where there's, there's only light, and that is where they dwell. And I have a little space there where I go, so the, the conscious me, the, if you wish to call it the scientific me, goes there. And it is a little room with glass all around. So I can see what's happening here, but I can't hear anything at all. And all physical sensations, I hear all, uh, all I feel all the physical sensations of the body that occur. As, as, they, as the energy passes through the body itself. And then when I return, I just come back in. So that is how, how it works. Yes. 
would you like to hear what's happening? Is that something that could change if you chose it? No, that I, I have, uh, we have asked that. It is okay. the way that it, that it is. And that uh, cannot change because it would be path altering. Oh. It, it can be considered, yes, it would, it would interfere with, with, the, with the mission and everything that, we, that, that I've come to do. Um, along with all the wonderful people that surround me. <laughs> so, yes. That's me. <laughs> and and your daughter. Yes. <laughs> She's behind the camera, by the way. She's the assistant. She's the technical <laughs> assistant today. <laughs> uh, so how did you feel, Robert, when... Uh, you were given your uh, ascension orders, like when you were given your life plan, that you would not continue to be a an accountant because, I, uh, you know, in, in the email that really sent me, she was very proud that apparently you were very good at what you did and you were kind of heading in that direction of uh, success and then you had to sort of leave it all behind and do this. How did the scientific you or the personality you feel about the, this experience? I must say, I always had a very small part of me at the time when I first started that said, something is missing in, 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 in my life. And there's something that I'm missing. It's, it's a very small thing, but it's a very important thing in my life that I'm missing. And what is it? And when they informed me, this is what I'm going to do. When I got back after that session, and we had a discussion when I returned, and I realized this is what I'm going to do. It was the feeling, now I have everything, there's nothing missing. There is nothing missing. That doesn't mean there's nothing to do, there's much to do with the ascension, but in terms of my life and what I'm supposed to be doing, there's nothing missing at all. Perfect. And, and it is the most wonderful feeling yeah to have that feeling of having nothing missing from your life isn't that beautiful and, and really what about you when you when there was this life altering about face from you know you think you're going to do one thing and now you're doing another do you feel the same as robert um corin my awakening was so um it was rapid and very fast you know it was a short space of time but it was the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. And I was so relieved because it is as if someone tells you, oh, you didn't know this, but this is your mission now. You know, in, in words, we heard exactly what we are going to do. And it was just wonderful. Ask Angelics actually is just part of what we are to do. There is another um, job cut out for us um, when, it comes, when it comes to the ascension. Um, Robert and I will go to structures and um, you know, work with Gaia's grids because Gaia is also ascending with us. So that is the other part. But if you want to know more, you know, the archangels can, can tell you all about that. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. 
Uh, so shall we, do you want to bring them in or do you want to keep chatting? I don't think I have that. No, no, I thank you for, for asking that because um, they are such an integral part of us. We can't just leave. They must give you a message and you can ask more questions if you want to. Um, you know, you said in your email, what are your questions? And I never normally set questions. I just go, I just go with the flow. But, uh, I, you know, I had today to, um, I, I was watching your video, so I wrote down a whole stack of questions, which I never <laughs> normally do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you permit me, I just want to explain something. And it is this, the archangels do not deal with personal questions like, why do have I can, do I do, I have cancer or um, what is my mission or whatever? And the reason for that is they respect the dominion of the higher self. That is why there is such a thing as QHHT. They are very respectful of dominions. So the archangel stepped forward in this time to impart knowledge to the people about the ascension, about the bigger picture. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to mute for a little while because um, we do not go through the hypnosis session, you know, from start to finish. I, I gave him a keyword. So you will see when I give him the keyword, he will ex immediately go into that altered state of hypnosis. And then I will ask whoever will come forward, will come forward and then you can chat to the archangels. How's that? Beautiful, which was the first question that I wrote down, uh, which I'll probably uh, give to the archangels, and that is, you know, why? Because, you know, I've had many people on the show that channel the archangels that do deal with personal questions. But anyway, I'll, give, I'll pose that question to the angels, shall I? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Maybe who is the higher self so that the people can know, oh, this is the higher self. But it's all up to you. I'm going to ask Jess to just assist me here to mute and I will. Beautiful. All forward. right. Those who wish to come forward may do so now. Greetings. For those of you who do not know, we are Azrael. Our dominion is that of messages, and we are also the bridge between the angelical realm and all other realms. Greetings, Azrael. Beautiful that you're with us here today. Thank you so much. Can I pose you a question to you? You may begin. So, as Rini was saying before, the archangels uh, through Robert don't answer personal questions. Apparently, that is uh, the dominion of the higher self. And yet, there are others that channel the angels that deal in personal questions with many people. 
what exactly is happening here? Can you explain that further, please? Right. So, as we know, the soul itself can split. So, your soul can be can divide into innumerable number of little pieces, if you will, and each of these little pieces have different lives at different times and even in the same space. Angelics also have the same ability to split. So there are instances where we do deal with matters, but they are very unique and they are indeed very limited. And in terms of that, we should say that indeed it is very specific. So you'll find that these individuals that deal with the matter in, in this way, as you have described, their path is very unique and it is a very specific life path that they have chosen. But this is when it is necessary, because as you also know, Karen, that indeed the it it occurs that angelics particularly during this time of ascension that we present ourselves amongst you and this is one of the many forms in which we do indeed do so but it is with a very particular purpose and it is not to interfere with the soul's particular life path. It is because they are much like the vessel, they are journeying with the angelics in a very particular way. So the soul has, has agreed with the angelics to travel with them. And this is when this occurs. Thank you. What is the role of the higher self in the life of the person, the, the personality, body, mind complex, as opposed to the role of our angels or the archangels or our guides? What, what does, how does the higher self serve and how do our guides serve and how do the angels serve us? So we will begin with the higher self. The higher self is, let us begin in this way. When you enter physical form, so you come down to earth, only a part of your soul dwells here. The other parts of your soul that are not elsewhere in the universe and are with us here on the ethereal planes, they 
remain here. And this is what causes the perception that one is not entirely connected. The higher self represents the part of the soul that dwells here with us. And when you connect with the higher self, you are, in fact, connecting with your, your full self. So all your knowledge, all your experiences as a soul, you are connecting with. This then gives one access to not only the knowledge, but also the means to heal the physical body because you are given access to the blueprint of the body itself in this lifetime. So the way that it is universally intended to exist. And when you receive access to this, you can use it to heal the body. And this is essentially what occurs when one connects with the higher self. That is why the body is healed by the higher, by the higher self. Then we come to the guardian angelics. The guardian angelics are the angelics that have access to your life record. So for a particular lifetime, an angelic is assigned to you and they record everything that occurs in the lifetime. Because before you took on physical form and came down to earth, you had a contract of soul. So you said, this is why I'm coming in. This is what I want to accomplish. These are the lessons that I wish to learn. And yes, you even determined before coming in, how do you wish to leave the earth realm when lifetime is over? So after you have determined all these things before coming in to physical form here on earth, then indeed, you then, when you come in, you are assigned a guardian angelic that records everything that occurs in the lifetime. And then when you return, you are then presented with a life review. So let us just hold there a moment. What do we mean by the life review? It is not that we assess you at all. No, you do not get marked on your performance or any such thing, not at all. You as a soul, before coming in, you decided these are the things that I wish to learn. I have these lessons, whatever they may be, and I wish to learn them. Then when you return, you yourself, along with us, judge for yourself. Did I accomplish that which I wished to accomplish in the lifetime? or? Is there a lesson that I wish to repeat or try again? Because I have not, according to my soul's desire, learned that which I wished to learn. And then our role then begins again. So then you make another plan perhaps to say, let's try it this way and see if I can do it or try it another way, let's change that. And then you come in again. And so, Azrael, it is the angels, the guardian angels that assist us in our life review and then 
formulating a new plan. It's the angels that assist us, is it? Yes, although the the angelics as a whole do assist in the life review, yes, but they, the guardian angelics do hold the particular life record okay. when we turn. And also they do assist with the day-to-day -day matters of, of your life. So they record and they assist with small things. However, if you have questions, any questions at all, then usually you connect, without knowing it, you connect with us because we have dominions. So for example, Raziel is knowledge, Raphael is health, and there are many other examples. You do not need to know these dominions, it is not necessary, it is merely for the explanation. But, so when you ask a question, of health, for example, you are in fact connecting with Raphael. And if you are connected, then the answer returns to you. And you are informed this is what you need to do. We trust this is clear. Yes, it is very clear. And what is the role of what is being called spirit guides as opposed to the higher self and the angels? Where do they come in? I'm getting the answer as I'm asking the question, but I'm going to let you answer that. Right. So the guides reside over the skills that you are given in this lifetime. So, for example, if you are, so we're talking three dimensional skills, we are speaking of three dimensional skills such as. Perhaps you are, you have an affinity for languages. Perhaps you have great affinity with people. And then they also help you with the lessons. So they, because what are lessons for? They are there to teach you skills. So they are skills that you come in with, that you are, that can be considered your talents, that you still evolve with, and you still work with them. And then you have the lessons, which are somewhat more challenging. And the guides reside over these skills that you learn, both that you learn and that which you receive when coming in. Beautiful. Thank you. That was very clear. That was very clear. Now, you have on your YouTube channel and on your website, uh, what is ascension? And actually, that was what you discussed when you were with uh, Alba. Was it Azrael that was speaking through at the time that you were with Alba? Was it you, Azrael, that was speaking through through Robert? At, at the end, yes. At the end. Was but for, the, for our audience, maybe you could go through what is ascension and why you have come through so powerfully at this time through you and many others and so many souls are here to assist in the ascension what is going on exactly well then we will begin so we know that earth is the most challenging planet that exists it is the most challenging experience if you will and that is because of the veil so it is the experience that says 
only a part of your soul may dwell here. Where on other experiences, all others except Earth, your full soul is always present. So you have access to full knowledge. It is only on Earth where only a part of your soul incarnates into a physical form. And the experiment, the great experiment or the great experience that Earth is, is changing because its purpose is also evolving as the human consciousness or humanity, all the souls on Earth have evolved. The experience is now evolving to the next step in the soul evolution, if you will. So the experience itself is altering and changing. And this has created that the veil, so the force or the energy that separates the part of the soul that dwells here with us and the part of the soul that incarnates into Earth, or on Earth, if you will, it is thinning, so it is being removed. And it is because of this great change, because the veil and the experience as it is, it has taught us everything as an entire consciousness. So all of us, all the souls, all the angelics, and all other beings, we have learned everything that we wished to learn from the third dimension. And so the experience is changing. And this thinning of the veil allows us now to come forward and to present the knowledge that is still necessary so that the ascension may be successful, which it is, for we have already seen it. Beautiful. Thank you. So for all those people that are worried about timelines and you know, what's happening on earth and we're going down a negative timeline of control and more drama. You're saying that all the dreams of the new earth and the ascension has already happened. You have seen it, so nothing to worry about. Correct. <laughs> Although, yes, the path is the most adventurous one yes. and there are many turns and many challenges wonderful yes many wonderful experiences that await and yes there are one or two challenges but that is part of the balance and it is part of the experience of earth even if earth changes the nature of the experience itself cannot in the matter of one space change that challenge, for example, no longer exists. That would not be fitting and it is quite simply not possible. Right. So it is a journey. It is not an instantaneous movement mm -hmm. from one to the other. We're not just going to wake up in bed one morning and be in the new earth. It's a continuing evolutionary journey. There will come a space where the ascension occurs. But there is a journey to that point, yes. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Um, 
I've heard someone say that the exploration of violence has had its day, and much like you said, the third dimension is finished. We've done it. We've it's Groundhog Day. We've gone over and over. We've explored violence to the nth degree. And I wonder, with the ascension, how are animals ascending? And uh, I've heard you speak about eating meat and how ascension, we have to stop eating animal flesh because of karma and all sorts of things. Will animals stop eating each other if when they ascend? This is something that fascinates me. Thank you for your answer. Well, before we continue with that question, we wish to state that the purpose of the third dimension was not to explore violence, but rather karma itself. And violence is mere a, merely a form of, of, of karma. It is not uh, the purpose of the third dimension to explore violence as it is. It is to explore karma and all its effects. But violence is a physical representation of karma itself, yes. Then we continue with the question then that you have posed. And yes, animals are permitted and the human consciousness have learned that there is a natural order, there's a natural balance or a natural chain, if you will, whereby animals are consumed by other animals. This is permitted because the animals are fully connected and it is their position in the world. It is what they are meant to be doing. It is only for humanity that this is not permitted. And the reason is, let us say, not permitted universally, not that it has not occurred, but that indeed it is such that the human consciousness has something that all the other consciousnesses do not have. And what is that? That is free will. Animals do not have free will and all other beings do not have free will. And this is why the consumption of flesh has the impact that it has. So then why indeed do animals then consume each other? It is part of their role. And you'll find that their physical forms are different to the human form, particularly the animals that are commonly known by humanity as predators. So those that eat other, or the carnivores that eat meat, their physical forms are created, or if you will, designed to consume flesh. The reason being that fear is not intended universally to exist here. So when, let us take a lion, for example, when a lion chases another antelope, which antelope does it choose? It chooses the weak, essentially what is considered the weak physical form. Why? Because fear has manifested there. And it is their task to change fear into energy that the universe can use 
again. So this is why this occurs. So they are there and all the animals in, in the link, if you wish to put them in order, in a particular order as humans have done, it is their task to change fear into something that the universe can use again. Fascinating. Thank you. Fascinating. So as we ascend, they will continue to consume each other and to transform fear into energy. Correct. That was, yes. Oh, fascinating. Thank you. Also, I saw you speaking about astral worlds and I've contacted many of the astral worlds and there's a lot of um, people that argue with about what happens when you die. And of course, there's an infinite amount of things that can happen when you die. There isn't one place or one heaven. And you explained it so beautifully. Could you please explain it to us about the levels of the different astral worlds that we can go to when we die or when we leave or transition out of the physical and why they exist and what they do? Thank you. Well, so we will begin with the lower astral. So this is where, if you've had a lifetime, where it was particularly challenging. And it is most acceptable if you've had a challenging life. It, it occurs. You've all experienced, even you who are here and now, you experience many challenges here on Earth because that is the nature of the experience itself. If you've had a very challenging life, or a particularly challenging life, and you wish to say, very well, I, I need to start again. I need to start at the foundations because there's something that I, that I perhaps do not understand yet as fully as I wish before I return for a particular lesson. So there's something about a particular lesson that I do not fully comprehend. And because of this, I have now created karmic debt between myself and souls, and we need to resolve this before I continue. Then this is where one would begin, because there we assist you to say, very well, to resolve this karmic debt, this is what you need to do. This is the plan, and this is what we advise you to do. Do you agree? And then you come back in. If you have then, so we make this clear, karma is not a punishment. The previous definitions of karma up to this point of ascension have been, it's very much, particularly within the human consciousness, oh, it's a punishment. No, no, it is simply if a soul has done something that is against universal principle. And this only occurs in the human consciousness. Why? Because they are not fully connected. So karmic law is such that it applies to all experiences, but it is only on earth where it is applied very frequently because of the disconnectedness that you experience because of the challenge that Earth is. And it is because 
you wish to experience and to explore this disconnectedness and to see, can I, as a soul, reconnect? Can I find my way to reconnect? But at times, there are karmic debts that must be repaid so you come back in. And particularly if it is, if it was a very challenging life and there are, there is quite a bit of debt that you have acquired. Before we continue, we also state again that there is, it is not a matter of judgment. It is simply that there was a misunderstanding because of the disconnectedness. And now a space is being created where you can try again or correct misunderstanding, if you will, on soul level. And this is what the lower astral is. It is where one comes when one has had a particularly challenging life with much coming debt and one wishes to begin to unravel and to see how one will accomplish this. Then we come to the middle astral, where this is what is often termed heaven, if you will, in, in the old knowledge. It is termed heaven because it is where you can rest. So you have had many lessons and you've had a lifetime and you decide very well, I do not wish to return to earth immediately. I wish to rest, perhaps have a few other experiences and then return to earth. Why would one wish to do that? Because there are skills on other planets that you may require to master first before you return to your lessons on earth because earth is as challenging as it is. And then we have the astral of knowledge. So this is where one comes before one incarnates into earth or when you go to a particular planet. So this is where you prepare. So you gain all the knowledge. You study, if you will, and you gather all the knowledge that you require, all the skills, all the knowledge of the skills that you require and the particular contract that you go in with takes form in this astral. Oh, thank you. Fascinating. Is it um, a couple of things I want to ask, actually? You were talking about uh, on Earth, and it's one of the only places, I think you said, that where the soul doesn't fully incarnate, incarnate and so therefore we have this veil or this uh, immense forgetfulness, which feels like disconnection, but it's not. It's just forgetfulness. Is it when someone is becoming more aware and more psychic and more connected that more of their soul is joining them in their mind, body, personality complex? Is that what's happening? No. No. But connection is being restored to the part of the soul that resides here with us. And that connection becomes and strengthens as one proceeds, but 
more of the salt is not dry. No. Okay, fascinating, fascinating. So when people are dealing with karma, can they work out their karma in the lower astral worlds? Because I've had many people talk about second earth, like there is an astral replica of earth where you can, after this transition from this experience, you can have earthly experiences in this second earth. Is that another place that you can also work out karma or is it just a place where, or do you have to come back here? I'm a bit, like, how does that work? No, one has to return to earth. However, for the purpose of the space that we are now, so we are referring to the ascension, mm -hmm. when the lifetime is over, there is a disused planet that is being prepared for the task where in full knowledge, all the karmic debts that still need to be resolved, the souls will be sent there and they will in full knowledge, so in full connectedness, they will simply resolve their karmic differences and then proceed. But this is only for the space that we are now, the space of the ascension. So right. previously, before this space of ascension, it is as has been described you reincarnate to earth yes but in these uh, in these realms these lower astral realms uh, i've been there with a girlfriend a dead girlfriend and uh <laughs> it's very earth-like you know you're wearing a body and you having experiences that are somewhat similar to earth it, it is yes because it is where one let us explain it in this fashion. Before you come to Earth, you can see the lower astral as a training hall. It is a training space. Mm -hmm. So if you have a particular plan in terms of your contract that you wish to make and you wish to see, is there a possibility that it will work? And then yes, that is where you go. So it is a training hall, it's a training space. So that if you can see that we made this plan, but it's not going to work as we planned, then we can change it before we come in. Oh, so it's a bit like a dress rehearsal. Correct. Ah. In that fashion, yes, and it is. Which is why it does have, have Earth-like elements to it, yes. Ah, fascinating. Isn't this fascinating, Rini? I'm just riveted. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. We could present this gift to you, Corin. Thank yeah, you. It's beautiful. Uh, okay, I've asked that question. Do the angels assist, assist extraterrestrial life? Yes. Yeah, so is the angelical realm present for other dimensional or extraterrestrial life forms or only humans? We are not tied to a particular consciousness, but we are tied to a particular realm. So we have been created specifically for the Earth experience. So any form that enters the Earth experience, whether it be extraterrestrial or otherwise, we are there. Ah, I see. So, so uh, once we 
ascend as it were to a new dimension or another way of living and more connectedness and a way of being we don't need angels because we've got that full access to that same knowledge is that what you're saying yes but we will also ascend because there will be new things to learn so we will be accompanying oh okay so the angels ascend with us yes so yes you have full knowledge but there will be other things to learn so yes we will still be present oh that's beautiful and so when at what level do the angels stop kind of assisting our souls as it were i think language is a poor way of trying to explain this but we're doing our best (laughs) yes it is one of the most more curious limitations of earth indeed we agree so after the life review if it is decided that you do not wish to return to earth and naturally if one has comic debt to repay previously one does not have as much of a soul choice because the comic tie compels one to return so that is the exception but if you have no comic debt to repay and you decide as a soul I am completed with my Earth experience for now, and I wish to travel to other experiences. And that is where it ends, yes. Ah, oh, fascinating. I just love this. These are questions I've never thought about before, really, or, or had a conversation with. Thank you. Uh, I'm speaking to Azrael. Is that right, Azrael? Uh, thank you, Azrael. Okay, so the soul has a plan for its Earth incarnations as you've stated um, during the uh, review, and then you make a new plan for another experience. We're talking linearly. I know it doesn't happen linearly, but for the purpose of this communication, does the soul care about what the personality or the ego wants? So there's desire being born from two different areas of the experience. There's the soul uh, wanting to experience and then there's the ego wanting does the soul care what the ego wants no the soul does not care and this is what the challenge is it is part of the challenge of earth where you have it's the three-dimensional entity if you wish that is the the conscious mind if you will and you have the soul and these are It is a balancing act constantly between what the three dimension wants, so the body, the conscious mind, the scientific mind, if you will, and the soul, so the deeper soul. And this is part of the great challenge that is Earth. And as we have seen, and all of you who are presently here on earth have discovered and experienced over and over it is quite a challenge indeed so if the ego comes up with a great desire let's just say i want to be rich and famous and the soul says no we want you to be of service in this world (laughs) Uh, there's a struggle going on right how does that how is that working inside the what happens can the soul never be can the person can the experience of this life never have the richness and the fame that the ego desires because the soul doesn't desire it or 
can it manifest it if it wants to? Indeed, and that is where free will comes in. So you are permitted to essentially ignore the soul's desire and do that which you wish. It is part of the choice, part of free will that one experiences. However, the soul will inform you that it is not satisfied. And this is when it occurs that one experiences ailments. So the body becomes a messenger for you to say you are not on the path that your soul desires. Make a change. And at times, one decides, I am hearing you, I will listen and I will change, or I continue down the path which I have chosen. And this is why ailments manifest in the body and as the particular manifestation takes place in the body, the particular message comes with it. And this is part of the higher self's purpose is then to, when you connect, to say this is what the body is telling, whatever it may be. So you can make changes if you wish, because you still have free will. Perfect. Beautiful. Yes, the body is the messenger. Illness is a message. I've had so many people on the show. Depression is a message. Depression says you're not on your path. Yes, that's been so evident in so many people I've spoken to on the show. That, um, yeah, they were bipping along, doing, you know, being successful and making money and all the stuff that we're supposed to do in this world as humans. But they're sick or they're depressed or the soul is calling, the soul is calling them. Oh, Azrael, I don't really have too many questions. Rini, do you have any questions? <laughs> um, you know what, Corin, uh, maybe um, they have a message for you. Beautiful. A message to humanity that you would like to give our listeners at this time. So, indeed, we are privileged once again to present ourselves in this space, the here and now. And indeed, this time and space that we are entering, it is something to be embraced. It is a journey. And indeed, each soul's journey is different. And that is most acceptable. And this is the message that we bring you. Each soul's journey is different and unique, and it is intended to be so. And you have the means to grasp it and to experience it in whichever way you wish. Because the soul is the messenger and it will inform you if you are not following the path that you wish and it still lies with you the choice whether you wish to acknowledge it or whether you wish to 
continue to ignore it. It is all the same, for it is free will. And this is a journey, unlike any other, it is. And if you're ready, embrace it. If you who are perceiving this are of the mind that, no, I'm not ready, I do not follow what is occurring, that is also acceptable. The choice is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for speaking with me today and our listeners. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Corin, can I just bring Robert back? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Asra. Thank you. Great. Robert, I'm going to count from five to one. And on the count of one, you will be wide awake, feeling wonderful. Coming up now, five, four, three, coming up. Two, one, wide awake, wide awake, feeling wonderful. Are you back, Robert? I am indeed. Completely out of the state? I am, yes. Okay, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't know anything, do you, Rob? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm entirely oblivious. I've just returned. <laughs> But Robert, I, I sense that you have a curious mind, a scientific mind. Surely you're fascinated to, to hear, to listen to what the information that comes through. Do you watch the videos back? Do you? Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, no, it is, it is absolutely vital for myself as well that I, that I do it because I learn from it as well. Yeah. I am not exempted. No one is, I am not exempted. And do you I, sometimes? Sorry, mm -hmm. go No, I, I also learn and I take every opportunity that I can to learn as well from, from that which is discussed, whatever it may be. Yeah. Do you sometimes give Rini questions? Like, can you ask the angels to, you know, write down some questions through me? Do you sometimes do that? Uh, yes, if there, if there are questions, then... And indeed, we, particularly if it has to do with the mission, of course, yes, then, mm -hmm. then, then yes, if we are not certain, then yes, indeed we do. And how do you feel when you re-enter the vessel, the body, the, the consciousness re-enter? How does that feel? Do you feel like you're just sort of waking up like you wake up in the morning? Uh, yes, it is, it is that. Is that feeling absolutely yes it is the simplest way to explain it yes although yes the the yawning and the rubbing of the eyes is is not present but yes <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, so indeed yes it has that feeling of waking up and as if returning from a dream state yes mm -hmm. perfect isn't it beautiful it's so beautiful it's just so gorgeous. 
You know, that's why I reached out to you immediately when I saw you on Alba. I'm like, wow, look what's going on here. Just so wonderful. And uh, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but you have, there are probably people watching this or listening to this that are going, I have all these questions that I would like to ask the angels. And you can. You can submit your questions on your, is it website or YouTube or Facebook? Where do you submit the questions? Website, I think. Yes, you go to the website and you read the About Sessions page so that you know exactly how to pose the questions. Then we receive the questions and in the sessions, the videos that we do, we ask your questions. So you have a choice to remain anonymous or you can have your name um, there. But the full-length videos are on Vimeo. And we have trailers and one full-length video each month on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's a paid subscription which gives supports you guys because you don't really do personal, just as we discussed, you don't really do personal sessions because that's yes. not the job of the uh, archangels. So it's more a te it's more teaching. So you can't earn like I earn my living from my personal sessions. Uh, and if I didn't do that, I'd have to figure out another way to earn a living. And this is what you've done. <laughs> because um, maybe there are people outside there that feel that we should bring this, um, you know, free of charge. But nobody can because money is a limitation created by the human consciousness. I know. So I'll be so pleased when we don't have to deal with money anymore. Yes, I've, I've seen that. I, I think as a little girl, I thought that by the time I was my age, it would be rid of all this money stuff. But anyway, we're still inside the money matrix. And I think we will be for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes, we created it, but we can uncreate it as well. But there's another reason. And the biggest reason is energetic exchange. Mm, absolutely. That is the law, you know. Mm. So. Um, if one party gives, the other must exchange. So that we actually learned from the archangels. Absolutely, absolutely energetic exchange. Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. It's been wonderful to meet you too. And, and I um, hold the vision of you. Uh, actually, that's something I didn't ask, um, but you do explain it. Uh, it was something that quite shocked me, actually, when it came out of um, Robert's mouth through the angels about Africa and about Africa not being a part of the ascension process. Um, yeah, that was quite shocking to me uh, that they would continue in third dimension as the rest of the world ascends. Is it only Africa, as have the angels said, or is it because there are parts in the Middle East that are much denser than parts of Africa. <laughs> um, how it works is the, the first day of the ascension was the 1st of August 2019, okay? And as a group consciousness, the Africa continent decided not to ascend at this moment. They will eventually ascend, but not with the rest of the world now. Um, but I believe it is explained also in a past video that we made mm -hmm. about 
I think in the second video uh, of Elba as Correct. well, yes. if they just go to the bottom of the homepage of uh, askangelics.com, they will see that second video of Elba there mm. and all the information about that, um, they can just access it there. So was it explained to you that is the group consciousness, is it only Africa that decided or are there other group consciousnesses that, that are sort of not deciding to ascend as, at this time as well? No, it's only Africa, but that includes all the animals because they form part of the um, group consciousness, yes. So it's wow. only Africa that decided. And as they explained, it, it's not right or wrong, you know. It is just the decision on a group consciousness level that was made. So, yeah, just continuing the story as other people are changing the story. Yeah. But, Corin, uh, this is to show how powerful we are because mm -hmm. we can create anything here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are the creators, which I could have got into more with that, but I suppose we ran out of time. You know, I, I'd love to do this again with you guys. I just loved it. It was just such a beautiful experience. It was, <laughs> how did you feel? How do you feel? Robert, you all right over there? Yes. No, I, I, uh, no it, it was just what, what, I, what I feel when I return, even, even afterward, as you, as you know, it, it lingers. It's the feeling of absolute bliss. Uh, of completeness and, and wholeness being whole mm. so yes and beats accounting like, absolutely <laughs> i've had it out oh uh, guys thank you so much again for uh for coming on the show it's been so beautiful and yeah well my, we must do it again sometime and for all those people listening please head over to their um youtube channel and vimeo and website and you'll see more there it's been beautiful thank you corin we really thank you so much for this opportunity and it was lovely meeting you and your personality you're such a sparkling person and uh, it was really so nice talking to you and again thank you very much to your viewers as well yes thank you to you all and it was a great privilege for us Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What an angelic experience that was. How beautiful was that? Oh, that was really beautiful. Mm, just glorious. I loved that. Uh, I was just speaking to uh, Rini and Robert about them coming into the inner sanctum towards maybe the end of the year. It's hard because they're in South Africa to try and coordinate the time zones for everyone in the group because we've got people in Europe and people in the States and people in Australia and people in New Zealand uh, trying to coordinate and then they'll be in South Africa trying to correlate the time that we can all meet online uh, for my little tribe to meet them and, and ask the angels some questions they can pose. They were very... Um, they were very up for that. They said, yeah, that'd be great. We'd love, we'd love your group to ask to ask the angels some questions because I'm sure I ran out of questions. I actually thought about more questions after I stopped talking. I thought, oh, I could have asked that and I could have asked that. But because I've got my own access, I don't really, um, don't really have any burning questions, just trying to find questions that would be interesting for people listening to this, the questions that you would ask um, that you want to know. 
So, because, uh, you know, we all have access to the angels, all of us, we can all talk to them. Uh, but it's beautiful that uh, Robert brings through, brings through the angels like that. Just, just gorgeous. I loved that. And I loved what they said about, I love what Robert said about, um, about feeling so fulfilled. Like he always felt like something was missing. And when he started doing the work, he just felt like nothing was missing anymore. Beautiful. Just glorious. Love hanging out with the angels. But, you know, the thing about the angels is they have that glorious sort of angelic, blissful energy, but they have this super highly infinite intelligence too that, you know, they can, they have access to all knowing, all knowledge. Mm. Yeah, but I learned, I learned a lot today. There were questions that I had never thought to ask before that I posed and thought, wow, that's fascinating. I haven't thought about that before. So it was wonderful, 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 wonderful. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it too. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Anyway, uh, what am I going to say? I don't think I've got anything to say. Nothing more too profound. We've had enough um, profound information coming at us. Let me know what you thought. And, um, you know, if you have questions or comments on what you heard today, put them under the YouTube. I'd love to hear your comments and what you thought about the angels. Uh, Yes, often when we see these things, people channeling and bringing through exalted wisdom, our skeptical minds say, are they just making this stuff up? You know, is this authentic? Uh, is this real? Um, but I knew straight away, as soon as I saw Robert, it's, he's kind of clunky and awkward, you know, when he's channeling, there's sort of pauses and things. So it doesn't flow so well uh, verbally. Uh, I think that will change, actually. Um, but I knew straight away that it was really authentic and so did my friend before I even showed it. I said, I want you to, I would like your opinion. What do you think about this? Just wanted to get her opinion. And before I even showed it to her, she goes, I'm getting it's really authentic. Um, that's how guidance comes. You know, as soon as you ask the question, the guidance comes straight away. And, and I had asked her the question, what do you think before I even showed her? And she was receiving her guidance straight away. And I said, yeah, that's what I got too. And then of course, as we witness what, what, you know, as I was showing her the, the logical mind, the skeptical mind kicks in and goes, hmm, you know, let me think about this. Let me analyze this. What do I think? That's the, that's the mind. It's the beautiful analytical mind that we have always analyzing and comparing and judging. The mind loves to judge. Uh, but yes, yes, beautiful. Hope you check out their... Um, uh, Vimeo and YouTube. There's lots of information on there. Robert doing his thing. Thanks again for listening and watching. And if you'd like to join our inner sanctum, please send me an email. Join up. Let me know. Uh, it works well for people in the States. I do it on a Monday morning here in Australia early. And that's um, between one and five. Um, some, some, you know, depending on your time zone in the States, it'll start at one. I think that's Pacific time and it starts at four, four and Eastern time in the States on a Sunday afternoon. So usually most people home, sometimes there's people on the treadmill, people making dinner, people traveling in the car. <laughs> they tune in. It's hilarious where people are. I've got a, a gorgeous girl who's always with the horses. She's on her mobile phone and she's feeding the horses and patting the horses. She's tuning in. It's wonderful. And then a bit for people in Australia and New Zealand, it's a Monday morning and they'll be at work or they'll be traveling, they'll be commuting and they'll be tuning in, trying to find, trying to coordinate a time zone to get everyone involved. It's hilarious. I've got someone 
in Singapore and it's a little early for her. It's like five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning. And I said, it's not too early. You can get up at six if you want to join us. She's like, it's like six o'clock before work anyway. But we all, we all get online. And if you don't, if you can't make it online live, you can always watch the recordings. So the full recordings are available to our members. And of course we get to, you get to meet me and chat with me and you get to meet my guests that I have on and meet them and chat with them and ask them questions and yeah, connect with their guidance and hear their stories, you know, online firsthand rather than just passively watching the shows. It's an interactive experience. It's wonderful. I love it. I love my tribe. They're amazing. And we so enjoyed Michael. Uh, he spoke directly to us and who we are and why we're here and what sort of evolutionary stage we're at because obviously your vibe attracts your tribe. Birds of a feather flock together. So we are all of a similar vibration, even though there are some people that channeling exalted wisdom and other people saying, I'm just a housewife. I don't know why I'm here, but I know that I want to find out more about this. So we're all doing different things, but we all have a similar vibe. Although our judgments can come in. Some are business people, some are full on, you know, healers and out there doing their thing. It's a beautiful group. Anyway, I won't yak too much more. And remember to buy the book Awakened by Death if you haven't bought it and read the stories. They're all fascinating. The new one hopefully will be coming out this year. Uh, we're gathering some more stories, some awakening, some generic awakening stories. And uh, some of the people who have been on my show are putting their story down in writing so that it's in book form. Uh, I haven't got a real title, Awakenings or Woo. I'm thinking of calling it Woo Awakenings, you know, reclaiming that woo-woo word that people use so derogatorily, calling us woo-woo. And I'm like, yes, we are woo-woo. <laughs> There's a few people out there that, have, that use the word woo. W-O-O. Uh, yes. So love you all. Bye for now.